Welcome to the Unstoppable Imparable podcast. My name is Alejandro Marquez and I'm going to be your host on this show. I'm a time on Lean System Strategies, best-selling author and international speaker, and I'm here to bring you over 10 years of experience of bending time to do all the things I want, from graduating from two degrees and two masters to working in top law firms, research centers, and as a criminal law professor, to building and growing my own business while always enjoying plenty of quality time with my loved ones. Tune in for all the tips, tricks, actionable tools, and incredible guests to become unstoppable, achieve your goals without burning out, and create the life of your dreams. And yes, as you might notice, this is a bilingual podcast, so let's get this fiesta started. Welcome, Cara, to the Unstoppable Imparable podcast. I'm really, really happy to have you here today. And I just can't wait for everybody to know all the amazing things you're bringing today. It's a topic that for me, it's it's huge. I mean, when I when I met you and when I saw a topic that, that you wanted to bring to this podcast, I knew it was going to be a great episode, so I just can't wait. It's going to be about how to eliminate the self-sabotaging, overwhelm, and the self-doubt. So I'm sure that a lot of people listening to this podcast can relate to that, and hopefully they'll get the number one hack to really get rid of it. So let me formally introduce you to all the audience. Cara is a published author, speaker, nervous system, and subconscious reprogramming expert, and top 10 ranked podcast host with seven years of experience working events production and team building for Tony Robbins. I mean, huge. <laughs> As the host of the Happiness Habit podcast and founder of The Unshakable Woman, she trains highly driven women to reset their nervous system and reprogram their subconscious. She's a sought-after thought leader specializing in intensive transformation in the behavioral health field. Her expertise has been featured in Kansas City Star, ACTV5, Mental Health, New Radio Network, Rumble, Voyage, Authority Magazine, and many more. Known as the nervous system anti-hero, she helps women overcome anxiety, overwhelm, and self-doubt to increase their income, productivity, and confidence. I mean... This is just incredible. So I'm really excited to have you here. Welcome, Kara. Thank you so much for having me, Alejandra. It's, it's been amazing to be connected with you over the past few months. And I am so excited. Everything that you put out in the world is super, supercharged. And I'm excited to reinforce that. Thank you. And I just really can't wait for you to share with the world everything that you're creating because I know amazing things are coming. So really, really excited about that. I'm really curious because when I formally read your bio after meeting you for um, so many months, I was like, okay, I really want to know why she calls herself the anti-hero. Why are you known as the nervous system anti-hero? Can you explain that a little bit? Of course, that's that's usually a great conversation icebreaker. And you know, an antihero, for those who actually don't know what the word means, an antihero is someone who is viewed as the heroic character without any of the typical or traditional heroic traits. And I am definitely that. I am not someone who goes in the line and says what everybody else says in the industry. I'm not, you know, Susie Q cream cheese, where it's, it's the very same things that you're going to hear in the industry. I actually counter 
counter and push back on a lot of the narrative that's going around that's kind of screwing people over in the healing journey. And so I, instead of taking everything at face value, I have taken most of the modalities and things that were taught about the nervous system, about anxiety, about depression, about overwhelm, about imposter syndrome, and I've gone into them on a very, very experimental, extremely exploratory question process and going, is this true and is this helpful for people that are trying to overcome these things? And if it's not, I go into another deep dive of what could be truer than true. What could actually move the needle for people that are suffering from anxiety, that are going to therapy, that are taking the medication, that are doing all the right things, but still dealing with crippling anxiety? What else is there that they're not seeing? And so my anti-hero claim and what, what people have labeled me has definitely been in the sense that I'm actually looking for the truth for each person and not just what is acceptable, palatable surface level we need to go deep and that's where the subconscious comes into the situation because there's a lot of limiting beliefs and things that we hold in the conscious mind and repeated thoughts etc but there's also a whole other realm of our mind that stores so much that we're not even aware of things that have been memorized and stored long ago that are kind of the lumps under the rug if you, you to use a visual the conscious mind holds so much of our stuff but that's that's stuff you can vacuum up and decide to clean up on your own. If you can recognize it's there and know what choices led you to that thing being there, you can make an opposing choice that would get rid of it and eventually build that and drive that into a ha habit and create that synapses in your brain. The subconscious, however, is sticky because it's things, it's in our blind spots. It's things we don't necessarily know until we do the deep exploratory work. So nervous system antihero, I am somebody who wants to heal the nervous system using all of the all of the back doors. That's so good. And I love that you want to go deeper and deeper and reveal that truth. And and as you were saying, for every single person that truth is going to be different because we all deal with the subconscious in a different way. So I love that you're calling yourself and that people are getting to know you as this anti hero because it's it's just incredible the work that you're doing. So what led you to start this journey? What made you start the Unshakable Woman and just help more people revealing everything that were in their subconscious and leading them to, to gain more confidence in their life? Uh, simply put, I was one of the people I needed help. Uh, I was one of the people that was continuously struggling with the same issues over and over, and I was doing all of the things i was adding all of the modalities i was consistently addicted to the events the self-help books the therapy the meditations the crystals the churches the healers the retreats everything that i was trying to add to my life to somehow figure out this immovable barrier like this glass ceiling in my life and i couldn't get it it didn't matter what I tried. It didn't matter where I went. It didn't matter who I spoke to. It seemed that something would take off for a while. And I feel like it was like the, the glucose effect where you just kind of, you think that something's working. And then when it comes down to it and you end up spiraling out of control because this con another condition or another curveball of life, which are inevitable, throws your way, you still can't hit it. 
And I was exhausted about the idea of continuously missing the swing on every single life curveball and being so conditional or helpless to my environment. I felt like life was dragging me behind the truck and I was just hitting every single bump along the way. So my journey started with just utter exhaustion, honestly, of what is what am I missing? What's wrong with me? And thinking, well, maybe I have a severe enough mental disorder that I, nothing is just going to stick. And that didn't sit right because all of the modalities to treat this mental disorder were medication that makes you feel like a zombie and therapeutic treatment of, or talk or cognitive behavioral therapy where I was just repeating the same story that was wounding me over and over and over with no end in sight and no solution being ever presented, no better questions being asked of this situation, how to redefine it. And I, I gave up. And in the spiritual world, we call that surrender. But at the time, in my mind and in my body and in my life, it felt like giving up. And that is when accidentally the process of the unshakable woman was started, began to be written because I just knew that whatever was out there was no longer sufficient. So I need to start maybe doing some exploratory work. It was kind of a, I guess I'm on my own. And that theme definitely applies to some of the people that come into my world. They, they feel very alone. They feel very isolated. They feel like they have tried everything. And so I meet people where they are in that regard and know that there is hope, but it does actually come. It is a self-guided, self-perpetuated, self-learned process. And we are our own best reference point. We're our own best teacher. We're our own best parent. We're our own best therapist. We're our own best guide. And uh, that's that's how it began. It, um, it happened by accident that the Unshakable Woman program, I was my first student. That's incredible. And I feel like it's never by accident, you know, it's like, yeah, you might feel like it started just by a coincidence, but you're here to do this work and that's, that's incredible. And you being your first student, like that really shows all the things you went through and all the things you can help people with. So it's really fascinating how you just keep learning and just keep pushing and just covering these new layers in your own life and with your clients. So I find this very, very interesting. And I just can't wait to dive deeper into the main topic because everything is so related to, to the way everything started for you, especially I feel with auto-sabotage and self-doubt, like you feeling like you were alone and that it were nothing else in there that you could do and just keep looking. I feel like sometimes we don't realize all the things that we have in front of us and already within us. So I feel like in here, that subconscious and that self-awareness is very important. So why do you feel like people is right now so overwhelmed and feeling like they're sabotaging themselves all the time? Well, it's actually kind of, I feel like it's a byproduct, maybe an unintentional byproduct, but of the way that society runs right now. Marketing itself, the entire industry of marketing is designed to tell you what you do not have, what you are not yet, what you are lacking, what you need, and what to work toward. And they're constantly telling you, programming you that you have a gap, and then also providing the solution to close the gap. They're telling you you have a need, you're missing something, 
And then they're also, hey, you're missing this in your life, but don't worry, I have the solution to the problem. And it's just an another, every single reiteration of marketing is just to continuously program someone to believe that they don't have it, that they're not enough, that they need this thing, that they're missing something, that they're lacking something, et cetera. And so that's just one industry in the marketplace today that we, we are inundated with ads all of the time. Probably it's something like 21,000 ads in a, in a given day for an average person that's not sitting just like in their home. And even in your home, it's something like 7,000. It's, it's insane. And so one industry is programming us to believe that we have some sort of inherent flaw or inherent need that is not being met. And then you take social media alone that is providing us with a fraction of a percent of the reality of someone's world. And it's self-curated. So therefore, what you see of my life is exactly what I want you to see. And usually we have a fear-based mentality that's like, show this, do not show this, share this, do not share this. And even in the vulnerability or reality things that we do share, it's carefully framed. It's not just the raw reality. We, I call that false vulnerability is when somebody talks about their journey, but they've already got a nice little shiny cap to it. They had this horrible start. It's very rare that you see somebody that's still struggling, still in a rut, still hasn't figured things out, still a mess, hasn't found their solution and doesn't really have a nice narrative to wrap it all together in a nice bow. It's by design that social media is, it's my phone, it's my life, it's my narrative, it's my keeping up appearances and what I want somebody to see and nothing more, nothing less. So it's isolating to feel the messaging we get in marketing. It's even more isolating to feel in the social media because we're not, we don't feel understood. We don't feel connected. We're not seeing the real picture. We're getting very, very small fractions of what everybody else in this world is doing. And it still presents us with this constant narrative of this is what they're doing. This is where they are in the world. This is the level that they are. And we have this full scope of our own life, all the unglamorous, all the things we want, all the things that we call ourselves that are completely untrue. And we compare it to this hallucination of what their life is like and that they don't have necessarily a big, ugly behind the scenes that we do. And then we see them in a superior light because we only have this one little image and we don't, we gaslight ourselves at what their reality actually looks like. And oftentimes when somebody says, they break off that veil and say, hey, no, you may see this about me, but here's, here's the rub. I actually, I had to go through this. I was a 20 year addict or something like that. And that's when these veils come off. That's just two industries. There's the beauty industry. There's the relationship industry. There is the financial industry. There's, and it all does the same thing. It continuously perpetuates this. There's this massive gap. And so we go through our lives feeling insufficient, not that we don't belong, that we're not enough all the time. And if we don't take a huge participative effort into curating and questioning what we're actually taking in at face value and just absorbing it, it's really, really hard not to feel that way. It's a default to do anything else. Is, it's almost, it's a miracle that anybody can think for themselves in a world where we really, we like to belong to each other. 
we like to fit in, we like to stay together. And so the idea, we keep up appearances, even if it means costing our own individuality. And there's a huge differential to make. Belonging is the opposite of fitting in. We will often settle for fitting in because it's just an easier path. It's easier to, instead of doing the deep explorative work that is what I really want, who I really am, it's so much easier to go, you know what? These guys are all sanded down. I just have these couple sharp edges that make me me. They are all sanded down. So I'm just going to sand these sharp edges so I can fit in because I don't, I don't have, there's nobody else there that has these three sharp prongs on their on their side so i don't want to i don't want to go out into the world with these three sharp prongs and have everybody look at them and then me really know what's unique or different about me and what we don't know is that the person before us had those three sharp edges that they sanded off too and the person before them had four sharp edges that they sanded off to fit in and so as we all indoctrinate ourselves into this kind of this agreed upon thing that nobody wants to sustain and nobody wants to maintain we create this internal conflict we all want to be ourselves but we're so careful about who sees that and what they're going to think of that we often just at the doorway we often just voluntarily strip everything that's unique about us in order to enter into the world and what we think will be accepted loved feel enough etc so um this is this is the main vein under what causes so many of these things that are anxiety and are imposter syndrome and are anxiety is a symptom of mm-hmm. something much, much larger. And a dysregulated nervous system is the issue. A dysregulated emotional system is the main issue. But we're making so many of these micro decisions that put us consistently off balance and dysregulate ourselves. It's it's no wonder that we're dealing with constant chronic anxiety, crippling imposter syndrome, and many other things that we suffer with right now. It's incredible that it's something that's so usual and common that we just take it from granted. And it's like, it's inevitable. And I feel the same people perceive burnout as, as the same. It's inevitable. But as you and I know, it's it's 100%. You can be in the other side of it. You can absolutely cut this self-sabotaging and self-doubt once you really tap more into the, your inner wisdom and everything that's within you and you decide that, yes, I want to belong instead of just fitting in and that means that I need to be unique. And it's so funny because I had to clean my social media so badly And not only like physically go ahead and delete everything that just was giving me anxiety or bad thoughts or anything, but also like the inner side of it was me stop comparing myself to others and start seeing social media as a way to connect with other people, just keep in touch and also a way for me to find inspiration and saying, oh my God. All of this is possible. Yes, I know I'm only seeing what's <laughs> being printed for them, like what's what's being created um, by them. But all of these things are now possible because I've seen other people doing it. And I just don't compare myself anymore. It's more like 
endless opportunities, endless possibilities. Let me see what I want. Let me follow that. Let me just keep motivating myself with this looks amazing. I want that. And let me make sure that I will build my life according to that. And if I see something that it just doesn't doesn't resonate, let's let's move on. Let's let's delete that. Let's just make sure that there's no really a point of comparison because that's where the other one comes. So when I really shifted that energy from comparing to just being inspired by someone else, like I cannot tell you with words like that heavy weight on my shoulders, it just completely disappeared. Now I see and all I see is possibility. So I feel like this is one of the things that a lot of people need to, to have into consideration. But I'm dying to know because you have the number one hack to get rid of self-sabotaging, self-doubt, and overwhelm. And I just can't wait for you to share with us. So please share with us. <laughs> Absolutely. So the number one hack to eliminating overwhelm, anxiety, self-doubt, imposter syndrome, et cetera, is there's multiple steps. First, you have to, most of the people in the world, if you ask them what they want, they cannot tell you. They can't tell you. And if they can tell you, usually it's pre-framed by what they don't want. And so we know that when we state everything and when we move ourselves in the direction of what we don't want, energetically, we're moving ourselves closer to it. That's that's one thing that we know. And most of us are familiar with the law of attraction and things like that. If you, the universe doesn't focus on don't wants or wants, it just has the, the, the object of your focus is going to continue to move yourself closer to it as you both vibrate the same things. So the toxic relationship, you vibrate a toxic relationship. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. You start thinking about the reality of the toxic relationship. You become that vibration and then boom, you're, you find yourself in perpetual toxic relationships. This is no different. However, when you focus on what you don't want, you only know the targets you do not want to hit, which often leads us to not moving. We are not, we see all of these targets, all of these possibilities of things we don't want in our lives. And we usually either do not move whatsoever or the things we find ourselves drawing to, all of these things we do not want are drawn closer to us because we've become a vibrational match to them. When you ask somebody what they want, the other part of this is they give you a broad brushstroke. They cannot tell you in finite terms. Now, emotionally, here's where it gets really, really interesting because if you can if you can think of a moment in specificity, if I told you, think of a lemon. Okay, great, you thought of a lemon. But if I were to tell you to picture yourself standing at a kitchen counter and visualize cutting that lemon, and now you're taking that lemon and you're bringing it up to your nose, and now you're squeezing that lemon and you're watching the juice, and then you, Think about tasting the lemon. I have now moved you into a somatic experience of that. It's specific. Specificity is the key to moving to anything. Even just describing it to you, I had that little tingling sensation in the back of my jaw. And so <laughs> what we need to do first is decide what we want in no indefinite terms to the point where our dreams start to move and tingle the back of our jaw like that. 
I'm moving into the experience of it. I'm moving into the reality of it because I can think about it with no indefinite terms and I feel it and I'm moving into it. If you say what you want, you want to make a lot of money. A lot of money isn't an emotional charge. And usually if it is an emotional charge, it isn't a negative emotional charge because we're talking about the fact I want to make a lot of money. I'm reaffirming the fact that I do not currently make a lot of money. How much? When do you need it by? Why do you need it? What are you going to do with it? Move yourself into all of these nitty gritty details that get you excited about that. Why? Now it has a purpose. Now the amount of money you want has a definite purpose and you're moving into that. And your mind is now, it's now has a new thing to chew on. It now has a mission. And then in that crystal clarity, when we repeat it, our subconscious mind goes, oh, okay, we're moving into a new reality now. Got it. All right. So this is important. And it starts activating your reticular activation system in your brain, which now tells me I'm looking for new important information. Because now we have a new goal, a new target, a new life, a new vibration, a new emotion, and a new mindset to start onboarding into our full capacity. So knowing what you want, stop focusing on what you do not want. And that you hear that a thousand times a day, but there's a huge reason why. You're going down the grocery aisle. You can be looking at the left side of the grocery aisle all day long, looking, avidly looking with every single bit of passion and enthusiasm but if what you want is on the right side of the aisle you will never find it which is exactly what i was doing i wanted healing i wanted my life to make sense i wanted to feel better i wanted to prosper but i was looking on the left side of the aisle none of this stuff works what is wrong with me i'm looking for what is wrong with me on one side of the aisle when on the right side it would have told me nothing is wrong with you so Crystal clarity, what you want. Remove your energy as much as you can from what you do not want. It's, it's, it's ransoming your focus. It is hijacking your emotions to focus on what you don't want. You are disempowering yourself at the doorway if you focus on what you do not want. Number two is you have to start identifying the emotions, the person you would like to become, what you want as a way to identify your new self. This self of yours likely has been boxed and compartmentalized and shut down. There is a core of you that is infinitely unique, infinitely creative, infinitely resourceful, but it hasn't tapped into that for so long. It's like a dusty game or a car that hasn't started in a garage for a really, really long time. And so most of the time, if you don't know what you want, here's another hack. If you don't have crystal clarity on what you want, figure out who you want to be. And then that, that make that identity. What does this person believe? What does this person do on a daily basis? Reverse engineer these daily habits, these micro decisions, these micro thought processes, these relationships. When you know who you are, I care. I am Kara. Kara doesn't do this or Kara does this or on a daily basis. This is what I am known for. If you can get crystal clarity on that, your daily action steps and even what you want from there as you adopt that identity 
becomes absolutely immovable. It becomes completely unshakable. Now, the thing is, with things like self-sabotage and anxiety and imposter syndrome, most of these are because we've spent so long in this survival mechanism of I have to I have to fit in. I have to go along with I'm going in order to be myself. I would be disloyal to these relationships. I'm in a job that I hate. I'm in a relationship that doesn't support me. I'm living a lifestyle that doesn't reflect what I truly want. Most of us have a beautiful body, a want a full stacked bank account and all in here in our minds. But if our bodies are stuck in another modality, stuck in a stress response, stuck, stuck in survival mode, what you're going to see is this body being stuffed with things to create dopamine in the body. And you may want or wish that you were in shape or healthy or had energy or slept well. But if you're in a survival mode, what you will unfortunately do 10 times out of 10 is opt for the immediate comfort in exchange for the foreseeable discomfort because it's unknown. It's just strictly unknown. It's outside of the realm of everything. You will pull yourself back into this wheel of the known because to go out there, you have to reinvent the wheel and your brain goes, I don't know, unknown is a hot stove. I'm not touching that. Let's go back to what we know. And so ultimately, if we do not heal the body, if we do not move through the questioning process of why we've gotten this way and why we've gotten here, it will carry the ship. It will continue to steer us. And our body is 80% of the work. It's 80% of the intelligence. And it's just there. It's stored. It's infinite. And if we can learn to tap into it, it has all the answers. So that would be the biggest key to moving out of that place and moving into a new place. We have to break down habits. We have to break down what a habit is because a lot of people think it's just some massive mystery. The subconscious and habits are just massive mysteries to us. The key is, so it could not be more simple. It is, a habit is a machine. It is just simply mechanical. You take something, you have a cue, something that cues the habit itself. You have the behavior and then you have the reward, the way that your brain signals to you that this is a good thing. You get a dopamine hit from something and it, it perpetuates the cycle. If you were to do something on repeat until memorized, where you do not have to think about it, you have created a habit. It doesn't take 10 days to create a habit. It doesn't take 21 days to create a habit. It doesn't take seven days to create a habit. It takes however long this new behavior, this new desired behavior, this new desired thought process, this new desired emotion, and you repeat it until memorized. If you want to think a new, if you want to have a new mindset, think new thoughts on repeat until memorized. If you want to feel a different way in your body, practice thinking until you feel it and practice that process until memorized. There's not a grand mystery to it. A habit is a repeated action until memorized. That's it, no matter what it is. You wanna practice wealth, stay in that identity, stay in that feeling, think those thoughts. What would it feel like to identi first identify what wealth is to you, what it looks like, 
then focus on that vision. Think about it. Notice as you're looking at this vision, you're going to have thoughts. Grab them. Grab any thought that goes, yes, that aligns with what I, I identify wealth as. Grab it. Hone it until you feel it. Embody it as deeply as you can and do that on repeat. You do that, your subconscious goes, oh, we're wealthy now. Okay, got it. Um, she needs these ideas. She needs these connections. She needs to be aware of this opportunity. So her mind needs to open up, her ears need to open up to things that are now in her language, in her thought process, in her emotions. Your subconscious will do the job for you. You just have to create the habit. I love that and how you break the meaning of a habit because it's true some people is like I have no idea how to build the habit and obviously you created the happy and the happiness habit podcast so it's it's just incredible how you how you break it down and make it so simple and I feel like that's the key that's the key to everything that you want to achieve how to make it simple how to make it sustainable and I feel like every single person that's going to hear to this episode it's going to be so mind blown and just if they can start feeling less overwhelmed and knowing how to implement these two tips to really break the patterns right now and create this new um, this, this new habit, I know it's going to be really helpful. However, I also know that you have something very special coming up. So can you share that a little bit with us? Absolutely. So on the 15th, I will be breaking this down in finite terms. For anybody who wants to be guided through the process of how to overcome anxiety, stress, and self-doubt, and moving through any sense of overwhelm, how that affects the mind, how that affects the body, the number one cause of stress, what looks like anxiety but is actually something else, we're going to go through all of these really, really neat lessons and participative efforts to move you into the arena of what it looks like to overcome and experience the feeling even if it's just that day and now you have a tool that you can repeat after the class um, on monday the 15th at 12 noon central time i will be taking an hour to 90 minutes walking someone through something that they can do on a day-to-day -day basis as well as breaking down what it all actually is on a scientific level because i feel like once we have the answers of what something is, once we have the diagnosis of what it actually is, we understand it better. And when we understand it better, we can relate to it better. And so we'll break it down and we'll move someone through a subject in their life that causes them anxiety, stress, or overwhelm. And then they can experience and have that little nugget of experience what it's like to actually overcome that really big monster problem that they face. And then we can give them a situation where they can play it on loop and practice to get over it for good. I just can't wait. <laughs> I, I'm already signed up. I just can't wait. And I know everybody listening to this should just go ahead and sign up. You'll have the link in the description of the episode because it's, it's going to be really amazing. And if they can attend live, um, assuming they have uh, a way to catch uh, a replay for some time, and if not, just reach out to Kara. How can the how can people reach out to you? How can they just follow your journey and see all the amazing things that you're creating right now? 
Well, I, I'm not a social media, I'm not a huge social media person just due to, you know, what we just talked about, about keeping ourselves sane. Uh, but I do hang out on Instagram. It's the, it's the one that I've chosen and it's my hangout for all the behind the scenes and everything that I share and um, my little 60 second, 90 second um, content that I create that's like, here's a nugget for today. Uh, so it's Kara Payton underscore on Instagram. My website's a great place to hang out. It's a great place for commentary. It's a great place for conversation. It's a great place for resources from all, all walks of life. If you're at the start of your journey and then somewhere in the middle, the foggy middle, or you're, you just need some reinforcement on where you are because you're already in a good place. My website pretty much can meet anyone where they are, whether it be a free meditation or a guide or a class or something like that. That's incredible. So you'll find all the links in the description of this episode. And there's something I always love asking, and I know we are almost finishing this episode, but how you feel that really tapping into the nervous system and your subconscious can allow you to become unstoppable. As you know, this is the Unstoppable Imparable podcast. So what will be that thing that tapping into your nervous system will create this just becoming unstoppable for everybody? So the biggest key theme is developing a self-trust with, with you. You have to create a relationship with yourself and a daily practice, whether it be a self-inquiry practice, a meditation practice, a breathwork practice, even just create a, whatever you choose to do, whatever lights you up, do it every single day at the start of your day. And that promise that you make to yourself that you'll do it. Keeping that promise is the ultimate hack to self-confidence and the ultimate hack to creating a relationship with yourself where you know you have your own back. And I truly believe that anybody who knows they have their own back is unstoppable at the core. I love that. Thank you so much again, Cara, for being here today and sharing so many insights, so many nuggets, and I'm sure that everybody is enjoying this episode. And I just was like, hey, can't wait to, to watch your masterclass and see you very soon. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome to be here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Unstoppable Imparable podcast. I appreciate you all for being here. And I always love hearing back from you. So please reach out to me on LinkedIn or Instagram and send me a DM. And if you love what you listen, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any new episodes and share with those who might love it as well. I'll see you on the next episode.